This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. What's going on? Welcome into The Sharp Angle Podcast. How's everyone doing out there? How's your week? Hope you finished it off well. Hope it was a good uh, good week for you. Obviously, uh, whoa, whoa. oh my god, I'm watching a soccer game right now. Almost gave one up there. Um, we are recording this Friday evening. It's been, uh, it's like I said, it's been quite a uh, busy week for me. Uh, I obviously didn't get the... Uh, college football show out till earlier today and now we are doing nfl so hope you guys had a good week and you're looking forward to a solid weekend hopefully we can help you by giving you some good nfl picks we had a nice weekend last weekend and we'll try to keep it going again i've got four total picks right now for sunday and these lines are current as of about uh 4 30 pacific 7 30 eastern p.m on friday so pick number one we're going some heavy favorites this week we are going Steelers minus 10 at Jacksonville and for you guys who know and who've been listening I hate usually giving up a lot of points in the NFL but this week it seems appropriate in both situations in this particular situation I like the Steelers because uh first thing first things first Mike Tomlin has looked very different this week you know Mike Tomlin's the kind of a coach where I feel like you can get a good read on the team, a good pulse on the team, see what their mindset is, see, see what they're feeling by looking at the head coach. You know, you don't always get that in the NFL. Head coaches are usually keeping the cards close to their vest. They don't like to show anyone anything. And it's tough to get a true idea what's going on in the locker room. Not so much with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I think Mike Tomlin's one of the better coaches in the NFL, but I do think that he's... Uh, He's, uh, I, I, let's just say, easier to read in terms of NFL coaches seeing what they're thinking and what they're talking to their team about. Well, this is a rare occasion that the Steelers are a double-digit favorite on the road, and they're treating this like it's an AFC championship game. I mean, you just typically don't get this from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think it's going to be a, a spot that... Oh, uh, us bettors are used to getting let down when you bet Pittsburgh, but I don't think this is that classic letdown situation. Now, uh, Mike Tomlin's acting different. This team might be acting different. And I think it's a good spot to capitalize on that. Uh, Big Ben also. Big Ben's getting a lot of headlines this year. I myself have a bet on Big Ben to be the comeback player of the year. A lot of people are talking about Big Ben. Good job coming back. You know, it seems like uh, that's gaining a lot of attention nationally, right? A lot of, uh, a lot of people are talking about that. Well... I don't think I think it's a good for a good thing for Pittsburgh that it's not necessarily the fact that Big Ben has been playing so well. I mean, he's really average in a lot of categories he typically excels in, throwing downfield, uh, mid to deep accuracy, things like that. And I still think he's having a good year. But I think the good thing for Pittsburgh, the good news here is, it's the rest of the team that's really that good. I mean, this defense is impressive. Offensive line, impressive. Great uh, weapons on offense. I mean, they spread the ball around more than almost any other team in the league. Pittsburgh has six players with at least 30 plus tar with at least 30 targets uh, on the year. I mean, it's not just one guy who can get it done. It's not easy to stop this offense. So when this whole team is clicking as well as they are this year, it's tough to fade them if you think that they're going to be all in in a game where they're clearly the better team. So I know it's a lot of points. I know they're on the road. We're still going to go Jackson or uh, Steelers minus 10 at Jacksonville. Uh, all right, game number two, we're going to go the Cleveland Browns minus three. Cleveland is at home against Philadelphia. Uh, this one really has a lot to do with Cleveland and their recent games changing expectation in the market. The market is, I, I think the market is uh, uh, efficient 
to a point or to a fault sometimes, right? The market is so good, so reliant on data and numbers and things like that, that it often, well, let's be careful, not often, but it sometimes overcorrects itself with data that it doesn't ignore or it can't ignore. Now, I understand you can usually build this into algorithms, but it's funny because you can see this reacting in the market just how we thought it would react if there were to be an overreaction on Cleveland scoring the last couple games. Cleveland the last two weeks has played in 50 mile an hour wind and 35 uh, mile an hour wind, excuse me. Again, Cleveland last two weeks, 50-mile-an-hour wind and 35-mile-an-hour wind. That's going to impact any offense. And I talked about this last week, that if you look at weather, the way it impacts NFL games, rain, sleet, snow, doesn't really matter what's going on. Players can play through it generally, but it's wind that affects things. And when it does affect things, it affects it greatly. So Cleveland last two weeks, their offense and their offensive numbers have been greatly depleted. So uh, this line should be more like uh, four or five. We're getting some value here for that reason. And I would look to play the Cleveland team total over as well. But right now, Cleveland's recent games inflating or deflating a lot of people's value of them or a at least it seems like that in the market. Philadelphia is also getting a lot of love that I don't think is really necessary. I mean, I think Philadelphia is uh, on the way down. Look at this last game against the New York Giants. That was for, uh, you know, it was a huge game in division. They they fell flat for the second week in a row, and they're just at some point not very good. So uh, all that uh, Cleveland's offense is coming together. And I think if you look at rushing, the rushing yards and rushing attempts, the last three weeks, Cleveland gets it. Cleveland has made the necessary changes. Oh, uh, sorry, this game. Uh, Cleveland's made the necessary changes the last couple weeks to prove to me they're committed to the running game. As long as Baker Mayfield isn't making a lot of decisions and killing them in the passing game, this team's going to be just fine. I mean, I think Cleveland's actually a good team. So we'll, we'll go Cleveland minus three against the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, game number four. L.A. Chargers minus nine and a half against the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. I told you guys I was going to be taking a lot of points this week, and I am. L.A. Chargers minus nine and a half. Now, here's the thing with L.A. You guys know I've been kind of shitting on L.A. for a couple weeks now. In particular, Anthony Lynn. I think this guy's one of the worst coaches in the NFL, if not the dead last worst coach in the league. And the reason why I haven't been betting on L.A. lately, the Chargers, is because I don't trust Anthony Lynn. You know, they've they've blown more fourth quarter leads, blown more leads in general than any other team in the NFL the last two years. They're on some kind of a terrible streak where they're up at least 16 points and they blow that lead for the last five games. It's just tough to bet on them, right, when you see those kind of numbers. Well, that's against real classic NFL teams who can score, want to score, have motivation to score, and have the team to do it. The Jets are unfortunately just not that team. This is a team that's getting worse and worse every week, and they're already historically bad. I mean, I don't see much good coming from the Jets. Now, I understand the whole, well, they're not going to go 0-16, they're going to lose this summer, they're going to win at some point. I get that to a degree, but this certainly is not the spot for the Jets to show up. East Coast to West Coast, the Jets have not done well in their recent history. About 45% against the spread if you go back 10 or pl- uh, ten plus years. I think this is an 11 or 12-year stat. I should have. That's why I apologize that I don't. But still, the Jets are not good going to the West Coast in this spot. And it sometimes is because the Jets aren't a very good team. But look, that's what the spread is for, to make everything equal. And I still think that the Chargers are the play in this game. Um, 
Again, nine and a half, a lot of points. But Justin Herbert, I think he has a nice game. I think they covered that spread. And uh, Chargers, first time I've taken them this year, nine and a half. And game number four, I'm going to go the Green Bay Packers, plus one on the road at the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, th- this game is simply mispriced. I mean, this is a value play. And you're not going to he- hear me you know, say that often on a Friday afternoon. You're not going to hear me take that lightly or take it lightly that the NFL market is just mispricing games left and right. Because that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen at all. I mean, we're, we're talking Friday night. These lines have been sharpened out. They've been picked at all week by very good sports bettors. So, you know, the idea that we can just get some juicy line on a Friday night, that rarely, rarely happens. But I believe this combination of the Packers being extremely underpriced and Indianapolis being extremely overpriced. And I think this has a lot to do with perception. I mean, Green Bay and some of their biggest games this year honestly have not done that well. And Indianapolis has exceeded expectations greatly this season. And people have made money and liked betting on the Colts. So uh, two teams in two different situations. Indianapolis, very overrated. Green Bay, very underrated. Uh, If you look at the, the total team DVOA, I think that proves this point that Green Bay, total team DVOA, DVOA is second place in the NFL. That takes offense DVOA, defense DVOA, special teams, combines the three. And I like DVOA DVOA as a stat because it kind of makes everything equal. It says, well, take into account opponent, down in distance, time on the clock, current score. All those sort of things are taken into account when you look at every single play broken down in DVOA. So I think it's a good stat. And I think that it's telling again that the Green Bay Packers are uh, number two in the NFL and the Indianapolis Colts number 18 in that same stat stat so you know i just think it's a better team mispriced on the road that doesn't matter we're gonna go green bay here plus the one at indy so once again in the nfl the uh pittsburgh steelers minus 10 at jacksonville the cleveland browns minus three home against philly the la chargers minus nine and a half home against the jets and the green bay packers plus one at the indianapolis colts so all right good luck this weekend we'll talk to you tomorrow for saturday's quick picks on the sharp angle